Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the next episode of Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. Today's guest is an absolutely incredible one, one an episode we recorded just now. Um, what a person, what an incredible human, and I think there's a lot of incredible takeaways uh, for you guys out there listening. So like most businesses, she started her business in the living room, uh, and now four years later, she's now known as one of Melbourne's number one real estate recruitment agencies uh, and doing some really incredible things even outside of that as well. But we have the amazing Chanel McCassie. I am going to throw it straight into rapid fire. So enjoy the episode, guys. And as always, please do share online tagging both myself and Chanel in this episode. Uh, enjoy. Favorite color? White. White. What's your go-to meal? Watermelon. Okay. That is. I a f- eat a bowl of watermelon. Every night, like every night. How big is a bowl? Like the, the, there's variations of bowl. Is it a salad bowl? Is it a is it a bowl that you put? Like in ha- so, half a watermelon every day. Oh wow! Like it is my go-to, and on crazy days, a whole watermelon. Like I will just by die. itself, like no, you know, just, nuts. Just on the phone. No, just a watermelon. It's my go-to. It, okay, I like it. I like. It. That's not what I was expecting. I was like maybe like pizza, macas, you know, different. Watermelon, I like it. I Watermelon. Like it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, favorite TV show? This is so sad, but Gilmore Girls is like, I am obsessed with it. Everyone finds it so weird that I like <laughs> it so much. Um, Love that. It's just like, I just feel chill. Like, it just calms me down. I just want to numb my brain after work. Totally. So that's my, definitely my go to, which I can't believe I'm publicly admitting, but you know, it's quick fire. It's the first thing that comes Absolutely. to mind. Absolutely. That's what we want. That's why we do yeah. it. That's why I don't pre-frame you. All right. Don't give you the questions before. Hey, yeah. what was your first job? My first job was at Kebab Empire. <laughs> and I used to create kebab, like, like literally like carve the meat off the kebab and then roll the kebabs. So you're full from start to end. Full world girl. Full world girl. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Who was your um, biggest celebrity slash sport, sporting idol growing up? This is, again, so weird. Um, I've been obsessed, and I'm not, like, politically obsessed, but was obsessed with Donald Trump from mm. the age of 14. Well, I had okay. pictures of him all over my bedroom wall as a 14-year-old girl. Well. Um, I saw him on The Apprentice, yeah. and I just became obsessed with him. Again, like super controversial because I don't agree with all this politics, just totally. public disclosure. But as a character and as a, as a child growing up, mm. Donald Trump was my obsession. Wow. That is interesting. So weird. I used to really try to school diary and my mom pulled it out a couple of Christmases ago and a giant love heart, a picture of Donald Trump. And I wrote honk of Trump. <laughs> like how mm. weird is that for like a 14 year old girl? Like, I wonder what it was. Think? Like what was it that was... So it was like you said you saw him on The Apprentice, but like, yeah. was it the 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 money? Was it the business? Was it the uh, the the confidence? Was it the directness? Was it the I don't give a shit attitude? Like, do you remember what it was? I think you know what. Like, I think as a young girl, I grew up in Geelong, right? So it was like a small country <laughs> town. No one really was doing anything. So yeah, when I yeah. watched that, I was like, wow! Like, here's this man in New York City 
and he's basically teaching young people or people to become entrepreneurs. And I just yeah. found it so fascinating. That just yeah. wasn't a thing growing up for totally. me. Yeah. Um, so I think I just really admired him. Like mm. I admired his confidence and his business mind. And um, it just wasn't something that I was exposed totally. to. So I think I just, yeah, I was just obsessed with it. You gravitated towards it uh, as yeah. something different. Yeah, definitely. I like it. I like it. What is your still current pet hate? People being late drives <laughs> me like insane, insane. So if you're listening and you want to get a job somewhere, don't be late. Oh, if you're late, the, game you, over. You're, you're off the cards. Like <laughs> I don't even want to look at you if you're late. <laughs> I like it. Don't be late. Uh, are you more of a book or audio book? At the moment, definitely audio book. Yeah. Summer or winter? Summer. Pre-meeting pump-up song. There's this song, it's called um, I'm a Boss Ass Bitch, Bitch, Bitch. It's horrible, but that's my song. Oh, gold. <laughs> gold. And she even sang it for us. I know. What a How voice. good is that? Absolutely. <laughs> you should be on the uh, on the voice. Oh, God. I would I would break TVs if that was the case. I'm, I'm writing down all the answers. I actually don't know what to write for that. Um, I, I don't want to I write the lyrics. I think it's called Boss Ass Bitch. Yeah. I think that's literally I was gonna like... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, sort of torn with Donald Trump, torn with the watermelon, torn with your pre-meeting pump-up song. I like it. But it's fitting. It's fitting. Um, we're two-thirds of the way there. Uh, what is something, Chanel, that you haven't done yet that you'd really like to do? Hmm, something that I want to do. I want to go to the Greek islands. I haven't been to the Greek islands. Nice. Um, yeah, probably something I want to do that I haven't done. Okay, perfect. Sum up your mindset in one word. Driven. Driven. Proudest moment personally and proudest moment professionally. Oh, God. Um, that's a really good question. Personally, my proudest moment, I, God, I'll have to come back to that one. Um, professionally, I think the like, one that really sticks out was the day I bought this particular office, our titanium office. Nice. Um, I'd only run titanium for seven months and then sort of bought a big commercial office in, in the city. And that was sort of a really monumental moment because it was sort of like solidified, like, you know, this business is taking off. It's real um, now. It's real. It's got, so a, it's got an address. Yeah. yeah. And actually, personally, when I was 21, this is just coming to mind, um, I just packed up and moved to Thailand. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And I was I was a teacher at the time. Um, I just graduated from teaching. And I remember I moved to Thailand and I went and did this teaching English course, right? So then you can teach English over there. And I wanted to move to Koh Samui. And I remember the teacher being like, there's just no chance, Chanel. Like, you'll never get a job in Koh Samui. It's like the most in-demand island. Um, there's like one teacher in, in thousands that will get a job there. And I got the job and I wow. moved to Koh Samui. And I think that sort of was a, a massive moment, not because of the job, but because I was like, people are going to tell you you can't do something. And you can mm. either be like, okay, I'm not going to better do it. Or you can be like, F you, I've Absolutely. done it now. Look yeah. at me. So yeah. that was sort of, you know, again, first thing that sort of comes to mind. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, and and we will definitely get into the to the business. But like you said, seven months in, which was so prior to that, were you still working from home? Were you still working from a, a separate office? And then this was when it really became the thing. Like it was real, like we've got an office now. Yeah. I mean, I, I started Titanium. I had a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment in the Docklands. Um, and that's where Titanium was born. 
Love that. And um, yeah, from there, it just I just was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Like I'm gonna make it happen. And and seven months later, um, I was like, I'm not going to pay. I'm not gonna rent somewhere else. I'm gonna buy because then it's my own. Like I totally. don't want to pay someone else's investment off. Mm. I want to then have titanium mm. and also have investments under the business. I like that. Um, yeah. So seven months to the day, I was like, bang, and and we bought it. I bought it. Yeah, so, well done. Yeah. Well done. Love that. Love that. And we'll definitely dive deeper into the story uh, for those listening. Uh, but we're going to finish off on rapid fire with four more questions to go. This, sure. is, this is a bit of a doozy. Tell us something that no one knows about you. God, um, that no one knows. I probably like, I'm such an open book, but not many people would know that I am terrified of birds. Like, beyond like not just like i'm scared of birds like i am terrified of them to the All point birds? where like well not like canaries and things like that it's more so in spring but i am like but it's not just like i'm scared like i will pass out if there's birds above me that i'm thinking that they're gonna swoop me so not so just ma- not just magpies like all birds in general like all birds because i once got swooped by a seagull like i've been swooped <laughs> and now it's like this irrational fear so i, like I think probably three people know that but i'm terrified of birds my sister's the same don't is she okay yeah, it's not that weird right well yeah it definitely is weird um <laughs> <laughs> so you <laughs> but you guys are in your own little category I remember once we were walking through uh, around Alba Park Lake and there's heaps of birds there and we couldn't even walk for 10 metres without her running or screaming or doing something. That's me. Yeah. That would be me and I've done that at Alba Park Lake. Yeah. Central. I was like, don't worry, they're just they're doing their thing. They're all right. Yeah. <laughs> birds. There you go, guys. Birds. Don't buy, a, don't buy her a bird for Christmas. Do not buy me a bird. Don't buy me a bird. I love that. Uh, third last question. If you could choose to have lunch with any one person in the world, dead or alive, you've got a two-hour time limit, who would it be and where would you have lunch? Right now, it would be Elon Musk, mm. for sure, um, and it would be on a beach, like a picnic on the beach. I like it. I want to know everything about crypto. I want to know everything about like what's actually out there. I just don't think he's real. Like I'm convinced yeah. he's alien. Like he's you look something at him, he's like... Just, he, yeah. Yeah, I just would I'd cut him and see if there's actually blood if, or something green liquid. Like he's <laughs> it's funny, like you probably cut his arm off and it just grows back and be like, yeah. like run, running for your life. Like the official Terminator is here. Exactly, I'm convinced. I love it. I love it. Good choice. Hey, what was ten year old Chanel like? Oh God, I was such a weird child. So I remember like I had stilts. I made my stepdad buy me or create me stilts. So I used to go still like stilting everywhere. So stilting. I wouldn't go for a walk. I'd be on stilts. Um, I was just super extroverted. I don't think I've ever in my life been someone that's done anything the way other people do them. Totally. Um, I've always been someone who like I remember even like as a ten year old, I had like a posse of like people behind me, like this big posse in primary school, and like I was just this dominant leading. A little bit of a bully. I would definitely say I was a bully, but I don't think I was ever meant to bully anyone. I was mm. so assertive. Mm. Um, mm. Very outdoors. Kind of a tomboy. Definitely, actually, not even kind of a tomboy. Definitely a tomboy. I wanted to be outside all the time. Love that. Um, hated being inside. Um, just a real outdoorsy tomboy. Tell us about these stilts. I'm really uh, fascinated. So fascinated. Well, I, 
I saw them in a book and I said to my stepdad, I was like, can you make me some stilts? And he was like, okay, weird child. Like, <laughs> sure. Thank God you're not my genetic child. You're weird. Yeah, he did that. He was, um, and then so he made me these stilts out of wood. So you know how you like stand on these stilts? Yeah, and yeah. I just became so good at them that I would literally like run. Well, go to, the, go to the shops, do the whole thing. Everywhere. So oh, my parents, wow. every night we would do like a family walk. And they'd be like, Chanel, you're going to walk. You're not taking your stilts. And I'd be like, absolutely not. So we'd be on this family walk around the neighborhood <laughs> and then there'd just be me as a, like a tenor on my stilts everywhere. And my parents were like, you need to stop. This is so abnormal. But I just I just didn't care. I was like, I want to do it. It makes me happy. Absolutely. I'm going to stilt everywhere. Did you ever pursue a career in the circus? I should have. I know. Like, really? it's like You would have been like perfect for the circus. Like that's probably, I'm guessing that's probably the hardest thing to adopt is walking on stilts and you would have walked right in there on him. The funny thing is I'm like five foot, I'm nearly six foot tall. So I'm 5'11", nearly 5'11 and a half. So I really didn't need the stilts. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, it's such a weird thing. And just to clarify for everyone out there, the stilts do not exist in your world anymore. Is that correct? Or they still do? I wish they did. <laughs> I outgrew them. I got too tall and I remember trying them on. I think that must have been a couple of years later. I was so distraught. And my stepdad was like, sorry, like I'm definitely not making you another set. What a sad moment. Yeah. What a sad moment. Really? What a sad moment. Couldn't stilt around anymore. I've never <laughs> even like heard it in that pre like in that context before, like stilting. I've never heard it. I know. That. What a weird thing, right? This is an exceptional <laughs> podcast and we're eight, and we're like ten minutes in. How good is it? I like it. Hey, last question. Your favorite superhero. Oh God. I mean, I just say Wonder Woman because she's the first one that comes to mind. I really don't have one. Okay. We'll write Wonder Woman down. Hey. That's rapid fire. Well done. Cool. You can put that on your resume now. Uh, and that... I've completed a rapid fire. Totally. I'm absolutely humiliated myself. <laughs> hey, you cool. did well though. Hey, you did well. <laughs> but hey, you spoke about titanium and and you know how it all began, and you know four years later you're here now, and known as potentially definitely Melbourne's maybe Australia's number one recruitment agency. One. Why like, Why is it number one? Like, what do, what's different about what you do compared to everyone else out there? And I know you work in the real estate space uh, and dominate that space, but is that the only area you work in? Like, are you sort of open to other industries or is it really there? Um, okay, so to start, I guess, you know, the whole thing, the whole point of difference of titanium is, I mean, you can probably tell by the first four minutes of this podcast, <laughs> I'm very, like, I am who I am. And I totally. encourage everyone in our office to not be a salesperson. Yeah. People buy from people that they like and yep. people that they trust. The old school selling mentality mm. of cold call corporate relationships, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, the way that I talk to you is the way that I talk to my clients. We banter, like we Love have that. a good time and they trust us. Yeah, and that's, good. I think, the most fundamental success tool in service-based mm. businesses. Like clients have to like you. Um, and then our team. Who would have like, thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? Totally. Yeah. It's like there's no, we don't have sales scripts. I don't have KPIs for my team. Mm. I don't train them on the right things to say. Like I train mm. them on how to do their job um, and how to be the best of what they do, but I don't train them on what to say or how to say it because I don't think it's genuine. I think I if you're a genuine person who genuinely wants the best for your client, you will succeed. Correct. And that is basically the entire concept of Titanium is to be you mm -hmm. and give your best possible sort of outcome to our clients. And I think that unfortunately our industry is so outdated and people still use the same sales techniques and tools and clients are like, 
you know, mm-hmm. what? Like this is just be a normal human being. Like we're here to grow our clients' businesses. And in return, I grow my business. Absolutely. So um, that's sort of, I guess, where um, the whole business has come from. Are you looking for that next book? Maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for? Be Great, a book I wrote that dives deep into building the self-belief and mindset and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness. It's easy to consume and to take action on. Get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com. Enjoy. You know, you mentioned you were recruiting for it. Um, Even call center. Like I recruited for all industries. Um, And then basically I found that I really enjoyed my real estate clients. Like I just found a bit of a niche for them. Um, they're so charismatic. They're so full of energy and life. And I sort of tended to favor them over the other clients and the other industries I was recruiting <laughs> for. Um, so I moved across to another recruiter that specialized in real estate only. Um, yep. And I was there for it was about a year and a half, two years. Uh, actually, no, it was about a year. And then I, I basically was like, I can do this myself and I can do it differently and I think yeah. I can do it better. And that's basically when I decided to, to create Titanium. Mm-hmm. So based on everything you've spoken about so far and, you know, the, how like in the short time we've been chatting, it seems like you're very driven, very goals focused, very, you know, on a mission. Like you, you love Donald Trump at the age of 14. Like I love that. <laughs> You know, um, so I'm not having, proud of anymore. Uh, no, no, <laughs> he's done well for it. I'm the same. Don't agree with what he says up there about you know political standpoint, but you can't you know, credit where credit's due. He's done all right to get himself to where he is. Exactly um, right. I couldn't agree you know, more. You know, um, so having your own business was that always something that you knew you wanted to do, or did it just feel right to go into recruitment and do it yourself after spending a year there, or and, and plus the, the two years prior? Like, was it timing? Was it an opportunity? Like, or was it, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always wanted to do something. This yeah. is the thing. It's a really good question. Um, I definitely knew from a very young age that I did not want to live a life that was typical to other people, which probably mm. um, says a lot about some of my actions as a child. Um, <laughs> yeah. I found that when I went to jobs, like when I was working, whilst I was probably the first one in the office and the last one out, and I did really well, I hated it. I hated the fact that I was committed to these particular hours and I had to be here every Mm. single day. I had to answer to someone. And I found that like you could, like I'd rather be handcuffed than have that happen again. Um, it wasn't like I want to start a business. What can I do? It was more, I think it was something that was always really embedded in me. Um, even I remember like I moved to, to Thailand and I was a, a primary school teacher there and I started, like I started a health and fitness business while I was there at the same time. Wow. Um, you know, just little things that happened along the way in my life where I was always looking for opportunities to create something else yeah. that, yeah. that, that yeah. would look, that would allow me the freedom to then do my own thing and sort mm. of march to my own drum. Um, I just, it's nothing wrong. Like I, I fully respect people that go to work and, and make a living. Um, Absolutely. I was one of them, but I guess it's, it's certainly not for everyone because you work harder than anyone. Like the funny mm. thing is you, 
you want to open your own business so you're not confined to these hours and you start a business and you're working more hours than totally. anyone and getting paid less yeah, yeah but it's yeah. different right when it's something Absolutely. that's your own and I really really never want someone to work for me like when I hire recruiters to come and work here at Titanium I say to them you can work from Bali like if you said to me tomorrow Chanel I'm moving to Bali and I want to work from Bali for six months I'd be like go for it as long as you can work, exactly. as long as you're performing. So I wanted to always create a workforce based on mm. how I felt when I was an employee that mm. I felt like I was so stuck, like I mm. had to be here at certain times and hours and I couldn't live a life that I wanted. So I think that the new age employers are addressing the fact that they don't want to be like, why would you create a business that you escape from? Why not create a business yeah. that people yeah. feel like they're a part of it just as much totally. as you are? can earn just as much as you're earning and have the freedom and flexibility that you always crave. Did that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I think with these, you know, lockdowns that we're facing globally and especially here in Melbourne, I think, you know, remote working, you know, flexible hours is now a common thing. It's like, it's what goes into a contract. It's not something that you have to try and really negotiate. Um, And you have to try and explain to your boss that, hey, this is what flexible working hours is or this is what working from home looks like because unfortunately we've all had to do it uh, to some extreme, you know, over these last... 18 months to two years. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny because we've got clients that still don't want to offer it after lockdown ends. And I'm like, it's just so old school. Like you have to have flexibility in the workforce. And I think companies that don't start implementing that permanently post lockdown will eventually die out because people are now drawn and we've Mm. proven in the last, you know, 18 months that it's certainly a viable business model like people don't have to be in the office to perform like you know so yeah I definitely agree with that do you think that now 2021 almost 2022 compared to 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago the drive for the reasoning behind why people want to work is different like maybe 30 years ago I was like I need to make money you know I need to pay the bills maybe even 20 years ago and obviously, there's going to be some of those type of people. But in my personal opinion, I think there's a real diverse, you know, Absolutely. purpose, reasoning. Why are they, why is someone going to work? Like, do you see that more often? And, and what are the common ones if, if, you know, if you've got a couple that you're off the top of your head? Huge. It's, it's interesting because, you know, if we were to look back at the, the Australian dream 20 years ago, like when our parents were raising us, mm. it was the white picket fence, you know, the dog, the two children, yeah. you yeah. know, the... Yeah. Ford Territory or whatever cool car it was. And that was the dream. And if you yeah. got married and you had two kids and you had your white picket fence, you, you'd you made it in life. You were and I think mm. the the goal now is people want freedom. So there's, mm. and, and with the rise of sort of e-commerce and, you know, up and coming tech companies and all these different industries and also the rise of social media that allows us to compare our lives to, you know, thousands of other people online the goal is different, right? Mm, people agreed. want, they want flexibility. They want uncapped commission or uncapped income. They want progression and not progression that takes five years to reach. They want the ability to be able to grow within a company. Um, particularly the younger ones, they're, you know, it's a completely different mindset to, to what our parents would have been like for 20, 30 years back. So totally. hugely the motivations and desires for people has changed drastically, drastically. Yeah. Is that something that you've had to sort of adjust the way you go about it? Or is it more something you've had to educate your clients on? Okay, cool. This is the type of people that are coming into the workforce now. Like you need to be 
no one needs to do anything, but you need to be more open to the idea of flexible working. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, team bonding events, which when I started working wasn't a thing. You know, so is that something that's on your end, or is it more on their end? Definitely. I mean, we've been pushing flexibility to our clients long before COVID hit. You know, I predicted totally. this was mm. coming. You know, even the way we interview people, like if I was to rewind five years ago when I was in recruitment, there's no way we would do a Zoom interview. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It was face-to-face. Like you're in the yeah. office and we're conducting yeah. a formal interview. Yeah. If I look at us now, like, you know, I shouldn't say today because we're in lockdown, but Jeremy would have been walking around his lounge room on a FaceTime yeah. to yeah. a candidate, getting them interviewed and registered, and their desires to go into the workforce are different. So, of course, totally. we're on the front line of people. Mm, so we're mm. hearing what their motivations and desires are. So with our clients, we share that with them. We're like, this is a common theme right now. This is what they're wanting, whether that be flexibility, whether it be progression, whether mm-hmm. it be um, culture. So we are constantly Correct. updating our clients on what's happening in the market and what the desires of people are. Love that. Is it? I guess, is there a common theme that you'd see? Because I'm trying to think of it now. Like, let's say someone listening to this, there'll be two, obviously two sides of people. The people that are just interested in listening. There'll also be the people who are business owners. Like, cool, I need to get some recruitment happening in my business. I want to learn a couple of strategies and then potentially get in, in, in touch with you guys. And then there's also the, the, the candidates that are listening. It's like, what do I need to do to get a job? What do I need to do to best present myself? So let's start with them. Let's start with the candidates. So in the current climate, I guess it's quite challenging, but what can they start to do now to start thinking about, cool, in 2022, a lot of jobs are going to be opening up, maybe even later this year. How do I best position myself? Like, what do I need to do? Firstly, it's really interesting. I mean, we predicted that there would be a bit of a crash in the employment market during COVID. It is booming. There are in, every industry is desperate for employees, wow. like desperate. So, I mean, my advice to any candidates yeah. that are watching this would be don't wait until after lockdown ends to start your career search because right mm. now you're in a position where you can speak to people who genuinely have the time to, to meet with you. Um, to best position themselves, I mean, it really comes down to, with the, younger, with the younger generation coming in, I think clients really want to see some loyalty, um, that they want to stay long-term. And, and one of the common trends we're finding with the younger generation coming in is that they, they're constantly changing jobs because they're looking for the, the greener grass. And mm-hmm. I personally think social media has a huge, huge part to play oh, in that because they're yeah. constantly comparing themselves to their friends, sisters, cousins started an <laughs> online, you know, yeah. um, hairbrush and they're making millions of dollars and I'm only earning 65K. I've only been in the workforce for a year. So I want to earn half a million. You know what I mean? They're just totally. like constantly comparing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To best position yourself. I mean, I always, I, I, and it's not just because I own a recruitment company, but if you speak to a recruiter, they can get you out to 10 different clients rather than applying to one business and hoping for mm, the best register with a few recruiters, like understand what you want to do long-term and have a really clear sort of career path in mind and follow that career path. Don't just do something because it's, you know, it might get you from A to B to C, to, you know what I mean? Like figure totally. out the, the path you want to take and then follow that path and align with people, like connect with people on LinkedIn, add them to Facebook, 100%. like, Create a network of people that you can then reach 100%. out and leverage from when you start in a career. Like there is so many things you could do. Mm. Um, it'll take like me an hour it. to go through them all. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, just be proactive. Totally. What happens if someone listening is like, yeah, but I get that Chanel, but I don't really know what it is that I actually really want to do yet. Like I've heard this thing real estate, I've heard this thing sales and it seems to be pretty mm. cool. Like I, it might be what I like. Would it be best for them to say, cool, like let's go and try this out or... 
and obviously I'm guessing it'd be a really good idea to be upfront and honest with you guys mm. about that sort of concept. But do you get that a lot? Yeah. I mean, with real estate, <clears throat> we get people because real estate, whilst you think it's one industry and everyone's doing the same thing, it's really segregated. So you've got property management, which is like very administrative based. And then you've got sales that are cold mm. ball, you know, hustlers. And the two couldn't, they're like chalk and cheese. There's no relation <laughs> to both. So we get people that yeah. are like, I don't know, like I'll do property management or sales. And it's like, there's no relevance to them other than you're sitting in the same office. So yeah. I guess yeah. from our end, what we can do is identify their skills in that interview. So nice. you can tell if someone's cut out for sales pretty much within five minutes of meeting them, their tone, <laughs> their energy, their totally. language, yeah. you know, can yeah. you handle seven days a week? Pick up the phone, mm-hmm. like do a cold call in front of me right now. And you can see it. You can see who's got it and who doesn't. Yeah. Um, I think that the skill can be built over time. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. But with sales, it's it's very clear. You've got it or you don't have it. And yeah. that's, you know, that's a harsh reality. But I've seen mm-hmm. it over six years of doing this job. You can tell straight away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, speak to advisors. Like, speak mm-hmm. to different people in different industries and get an understanding of not just what you think a job is like, but the reality of it. Like, what would I be doing every single day as a real estate agent? And then, you know what, what I mean? What does a day-to-day look through. like? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. And it goes back to what you said earlier about like the networking, you know, follow people, you know, add people, you know, connect with people on LinkedIn, ask someone for a coffee, pull them up if, you, if you've got the, you know, the courage sure. to do that. Yeah. You know, and sort of just say, hey, I'm, I'm looking at getting into the game. What's the deal? Can I buy you a coffee? Absolutely. What's the worst thing that will happen? They'll say no. Okay, cool. Go to the next person, you know. And, and you're sure. better off doing that than committing to a job, thinking it's the one and six months later hating it because it's not. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly yeah, right. Bad, makes, I mean, it's bad. all trial and error in life, right? Like I've mm. done jobs that I hated in the past and you <laughs> yeah. learn. And and I think it's, Absolutely. you know, it's one thing for me to say, like, you know, figure out what you want and go for it. If you're in a position and you're watching this right now and you're like, I don't know what I want to do and you're still young, try, try Absolutely. different things, right? Because you'll learn 100%. from each job what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy. And then you yeah. keep carrying that over. Until you get to your final destination. But don't do that when you hit your 30s. Like that's, it's just, it's going to be a bit of a mess. It makes it a bit more challenging. It definitely does. And I think that's, this is my opinion, right? I think the schooling system at times fails kids coming out of school because at the age of 16, even 15, when you're in year 10, you've all of a sudden got to start selecting subjects that are going to be your future. It's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And start picking subjects that's going to, you know, lead How into that. How crazy is that when you think about it? Like, it is yeah. so crazy. You have no life experience. No. And you, yeah, I want to be an accountant. I want to be a doctor. I want to be in real estate. I wanted to be a carpenter, you know, and I, I did that for 11 years. But I had to decide that when I was like 15. I know. I was a, I graduated as a primary school. Like, imagine me as a primary school <laughs> teacher. Like, you can probably tell in the first 10 minutes. I would be the most outraged. Like, imagine how many parents would complain about me. They're like, what is she swearing? Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Parent-teacher interviews would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> could I you imagine? Um, totally, totally. But yeah, you don't know. I think if you were to finish high school, if I was to finish high school now, I would absolutely take a gap year. Yeah. Go live yeah. your life and then figure it out from there. But there's so much pressure again. It's like society's pressure to you've got social to go. media, like you mentioned. Yeah. Social mm. media makes it really hard. You're comparing with the person down the road who made an app and it was bought for $5 million. And it's like, well, I want to make an app, you know, but is that really what you want to do? And you it sounds a bit like, again, like you said, all your cliches where someone's questioning, is that really what you want to do? But I guess hearing it from myself and even yourself now who are into our 30s, it's like, it is that real question of, is that really what you want to do? Is it always what mm. sounds good? Exactly. If you think right then that that's what you want to do, then go after it. Give it everything. Go 
full, full tilt at it. And if you realize it's not, well, hey, at least you gave it a crack. You gave it a crack. You went into it. You did everything you could. Um, but I love what you said there about the networking connections and, and building your mm. sort of bubble and building your circle. Is that something that you do frequently, consistently? Is that, was that, would you say that's one of your best traits? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, particularly the first two years of starting Titanium, I would say yes to the opening of an envelope, which is mm. like one of my favorite lines. Um, I just said yes to everything. I met with everyone. So the funny thing is, right, where I was living at the time underneath it was this beautiful cafe. And I remember the cafe owners, I think it was like six months in, they were like, Chanel, like, you are here literally eight hours a day and you're so loud. And like, it's great because you're bringing so many people in here (laughs) and it's giving us so much exposure. But like, can you just shut the fuck up? Like, so loud. Um, I love that. The point of this is, right, I was just meeting people all day, Mm. every single day. Like, I would say yes to everyone, whether that be candidates, clients, um, people in the industry. Um, I just met Mentors, anyone, anyone. Anyone. I wanted my brand out there. I wanted my name out there. And I just was, it was LinkedIn, like LinkedIn. I was just adding people, speaking to people, social media. Like, I don't go on Instagram to look at, influencers skincare 100%. routine i go on there to connect <laughs> with people so i can build relationships oh, and that. you know what i mean in return build my business totally. so it's totally. about strategically networking with people um yeah. but yeah absolutely like i couldn't i mean i'm a little bit exhausted from it now um but i still network like i flew to totally. Sydney in one of the most recent lockdowns just for a networking event and yeah. um in return we've built we've built client relationships and we've made Love money that. out of it and that was Love a that. yeah saying yes to an event flying over to Sydney for one night um, to meet a few people in different industries. And then in return, I, you know, not only has that trip paid itself back 10 times, but from those people that I met at that trip, I've then introduced to five more people from that totally. trip and, and then mm. the network grows. So mm. starts to compound. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. So when you definitely. look at like the individual thing, like I don't want to go to that event because I'm tired or I've got this on, I've got that on. Actually, when you go, you have no idea that, that like the what doors and mm. windows that can open up for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. For someone listening, they're going to say, yeah, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, cool. But I'm not outgoing like you. I can't just talk to people how what would be your advice suggestions directions comments to someone that says that i don't think you need to be outgoing to go to an event um and the way that i am now like how i speak and the fact that i am outgoing and and can speak to anyone is probably because i've been to so many events Mm. where i forced myself to interact with people um, I think a misconception is, is that I always want to be interacting with people and I'm a recruiter, so I, I want to be speaking. I'm an introverted extrovert. I actually <laughs> don't really love that side of business, but I yeah. know how valuable it is Important, and I yeah. love the results of it. So if you're someone that's like, I'm quite shy, I don't enjoy it, no one cares if you don't enjoy it, right? It's like people going to the gym. They don't necessarily like going to the gym, but they go because they know it's going to benefit them. Totally. The same thing with these events, go. Like yeah. even just showing yeah. face and you don't need, yeah. it's not like when you're networking, it's not a sales pitch. It's just conversation, right? Building Absolutely. relationships. That's all it totally. is. And then maintaining totally. I think the best thing you can get out of it and you might get out of it is a, a connection on LinkedIn or it might be a, a Facebook 
you know, friend request or whatever. Because then who knows where that connection might ne- be needed in, uh, the day after, a week later, a month later, 100%. six months later. You know, you, you just never know who you really get to connect with. So from a business perspective, just I want to go back to that. Looking at 2020, COVID, everything that happened there, what did you guys do to really separate yourselves from the rest? Like to be Melbourne's number one and, and pushing it nationally. Mm. Like what did you do differently that allows titanium to still maintain that during the craziness like you've given us the overview of why you're the best uh, and understandably why but during COVID what did you do like how quickly did you pivot how quickly did you adapt what did you do and what are you still doing now okay so if we look at 2020 I mean I was really like we were so fortunate that prior to COVID hitting we had already started virtual interviews We'd already started that whole process that it was almost like when COVID hit, it was like, take your laptop home and nothing else changed because I'd mm. set the business up for this way before COVID had even hit. Yeah. Um, again, the relationships that I had built over the past few years are so solid that when COVID hit, I wasn't concerned about the ability to bring on new business, but we already had these such these strong relationships. So For me, if I look at that period, I also opened up a second business in COVID, Um, believe it or not, a recruitment business and another one that specializes in construction and finance um, who had its strongest months in our lockdown. So it was about, you know, we pivoted in the sense that when we were sending candidates to clients, we had videos attached to them so they could see these candidates speaking. Mm. Um, We prepared our clients for virtual onboarding. Um, Social media, I went gung-ho on social media, like, there was never not something being posted, whether that be support to our clients, our candidates. Um, we ramped up interviewing, so we were just interviewing bulk people. So we were ready wow. to go once COVID ended. Um, like I did a lot of things as well. Like I reduced our terms for our clients, our loyal clients. We, we gave a reduction. We implemented payment plans for our invoices. Love that. Um, but, you know, we were so lucky. Like it was funny. So I was talking to someone about it today. They're like, how did you survive and have some of your biggest months in COVID? And it was, it was about knowing that I was so confident in our clients and they trusted me so much that when this hit, they continued their interview process. Mm. Um, when COVID ended, like literally, I think it was November. Oh, when was it? October? Yeah, it was October, November. Yeah. October, definitely. November. Mm. We went from 10 active roles available to 105 wow. in 24 hours. That is how many jobs we had on. And because wow. we were so prepared in the prior months with interviewing people, we had a, our biggest month, November, 2020 in titanium Love history. That. Like it went bananas. So it was preparing and I just never let my finger off the pulse. I was just constantly mm. on. Um, in a nutshell, this line, so this light is so extremely bright. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there we go. It's a bit no, better. Nah, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. So being prepared uh, and then ready and still keeping, like you said, fing- finger on the pulse, still in the game, still communicating, still doing everything. I don't want to say as normal, but I guess as, as like, like you said, you were ready to, pulled the trigger as soon as lockdowns ended like you had everything set up everyone was on boarded where did that mindset come from like why did you do that like how did that become mm. the thing you do I think I mean failing is just not an option for me like I refuse I refuse to fail and I think you know when I started titanium I was 26 years old um and I'm a female 
and I had that much criticism. Like mm-hmm. there were so my my, my past employers, um, I won't obviously name names, and people in the industry were just like, she's going to fail. It was just such a common thing that I heard. Um, and I wouldn't say bullying because I don't think that can possibly get to me, but people were like, they would say it straight up, like you're not going to last You'll be here five minutes. This industry will eat you up. This is a phase that I literally, like I named my business Titanium because Titanium is bulletproof. So if you listen to the lyrics, like bulletproof, nothing to lose. Um, So that mentality is just embedded in me. I've got hectic European mother (laughs) who overinflated my ego when I was younger and basically said nothing. Like this sounds so cliche, but nothing is impossible. Like you can do anything mm. and when you hear that every single day as a young child you subconsciously you believe it, you believe it. and I, yeah. I do I think I can you know I can do anything so when COVID Absolutely. hit I saw a lot of people drop the ball and they allowed mm. it to get to, to get to them um for me I worked 10 times harder than I've ever worked in my life um mm. to do anything I possibly could to keep the business afloat and Love yeah that. we're so lucky that that we survived it and thrived there's no luck in that Chanel, there's no luck in that. You created that. Uh, that's gratitude. Like that's effort. That's work. That's hustle. That's grind. That's blood, sweat, and tears. That's everything. Because, um, like you said, you could have easy. No, well, it's it's at the end of the day because you could have just said, "Well, hey, we're in lockdown. No one's going to be hiring. Yeah, none of this stuff's going to happen. Um, so I just can't be a part of it, you know." But you didn't, and you said, "Well, cool. What can I do? We've mm. got this virtual setup. Let's do that." I want to talk about that mindset a bit more, if that's okay, because to me, it's like you said, you were stilting around as a 10 year old, you know, so <laughs> maybe like, you know, and, and you had this belief of anything is possible and you, and you did things differently. You, you, you looked at it from a different lens. You created a business completely different to what anyone else would. There's two things I want to touch on. One, your mindset around that, like how did that happen and how do you maintain that still now and then you touched on it a bit there about the whole women in business thing and I'm so glad that there's more and more women getting out there and and whether it is an e-commerce business or whether it is a bricks and mortar business or whether it is a whatever type of business it is Mm. is really committing and putting themselves Mm. out there um, because so they should Uh, there shouldn't be any sort of divide it should never even be like men and women in business. It should just be there's people in business. Like I know. Even running, just hearing you know like I mean? women in business, I'm like, oh, like when people say that, I'm like, you know, and I say it too. I'm like, you know, woman in business or boss woman or whatever. I'm like, why is this a thing, you know? Totally, totally. Like it should just be whatever. For sure. Okay. So to begin, I think when you grow up in a European family, right, you're growing up in an environment that, is so extra like your family they'll tell if you're if you put on weight they'll be like Chanel you're fat like Chanel what are you doing with your life there was no room for error like I was having this conversation with someone the other day I was like in when you have a strict European upbringing um you just don't have the error the the, the room to make mistakes because your uncle will be there with a wooden spoon like if, like I hear about my friends growing up and I like I used to sneak I used to all these things I was like I would just like it wouldn't even cross my mind because I would just be like ruined so <laughs> my mom is one of the most extroverted people you'll ever meet she will talk to anyone in the street she's <laughs> so full of confidence it is like it is outrageous so Love that. again like if I draw back draw it back to my upbringing 
um, you know, my mum was a single mum with two young girls and one wage. Like we didn't know this this at the time, but my mum was obviously struggling, you know. And Mm -hmm. I think when I got older and understood that whole story growing up, I was like, wow, like how did you do this and still Mm -hmm. have the mindset that you had? She worked full time, come home, you know, raise us girls. We never knew that we were going without and we never went without because we always had, you know, new things and totally. um, shiny shoes, but she probably didn't eat that day. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Um, and I think in, in when you grow up in an environment like that and you, you then reflect on it when you're a little bit older, you're like, if my mom went through that and I'm now at this age and I don't have any of those sort of, cultural differences where you arrive in a country and you don't speak a language like I've got everything handed to me so Mm. why wouldn't I go and make something out of this Mm. like why would I just live a mediocre life when I've been raised by someone who had so many challenges and obstacles thrown at them and look at what they've been able to do so I think you know I've never really thought about it until sort of we're talking about it now but I I really think my mum shaped me in in the most the most profound way um, you know what I love about that? Sorry, just one thing I want to add in there, Chanel, sorry, is what I love about that is you could have taken it on a different perspective. Like you could have seen it in a different way and be like, well, that's just how life is. I'm going to do the same thing. Now, you've sort of taken it in a way of saying, I've seen the struggle, I've seen the hurt, I've seen, sorry, you understand now what that would have looked like. I don't want to have to create, I don't want to have to go through that. So I want to create a lifestyle for me that's a little bit different. Exactly. It's exactly. that perspective that you've sort of seen it from, you know, it's like, and, it's, and it's, on top of that as well, like if I look at pretty much everyone that I went to school with, I remember like leaving high school and starting uni and then looking around and being like, I don't fit in here. Yeah. I didn't know what it was, but I remember yeah. like, you know, going through uni and then just being like, I, I don't know who I am <laughs> because I don't have anyone around me that I relate to anymore. And <laughs> that's when I sort of got on a plane and, and moved to Thailand and then um, moved back to move straight to Melbourne from there. I didn't know anyone in Melbourne. So it was this weird, like, I don't relate to anyone from my past. I don't know anyone now and I'm alone and I've got to create something. I've got to make something out of myself. And it's, it's Love really that. like when I look back on it, I'm like, how did I, like, it's really scary, but yeah, I just did totally. it. I made friends and just put myself out there. But I think maintaining the mindset of success, it's, there's so many elements to it, right? Like totally. I'm not a big totally. drinker. Um, I exercise seven days a week. I own, like I when I look at my friendship circle, the people I surround myself with, I'm so particular with that. I don't allow people into my sort of personal space that I don't think will benefit, not benefit me, like it benefit me financially or anything, but benefit me as a your energy, human. your everything. Yeah. Your, your your presence, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can feel someone's energy when they walk into a room. Totally. You can tell straight totally. away. So I'm really particular with who I I associate with in my personal circle because mm. I just want to be in this space where it's positive. You know what I mean? Like a positive mindset. But I think, you know, it, again, like I don't really watch TV. I'm, mm. I, I, you know, there's so many elements that come into it, right? But probably Absolutely. my mom's voice in the back of my head being like, if you fuck up, I will And <laughs> uh, No, not really. But yeah, so many that. different elements. But hey, that's the drive. That's what get, gets you up out of bed in the morning and, and showing up, doing that extra call, doing that extra meeting, pivoting the business in a different way, um, you know, doing things a little bit differently to stand out because you've got that drive from a young age and you've definitely got your mum's voice in the back of your head. That's uh, it. Encouraging I don't want to be like everyone else. Like, 
not mm. saying that in a sense, like no disrespect to anyone, but like the thought of marrying my high school sweetheart and staying mm. in Geelong and then working an admin job and paying <laughs> off a mortgage and doing a trip to Bali totally. once a year. Like that is my worst nightmare. I want to live a totally. life full of adventure and excitement and on my own terms. Um, so I think that that when I think about what my life could be like if I stayed, it scares the, it scares the shit out of me because the thought of that terrifies me. Like I oh. don't want to get married. Mm. I don't, I'm not sure if I want to have children, but mm. I'm okay mm. with that. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone Absolutely. goes, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? It's like, why do I feel like I have to? I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do what, what. That's the wrong question to be asking. It's the wrong question of why aren't you? It should be like, what's your thoughts? Do you yeah. have plans? Yeah. Like get to get to know the person's perspective, beliefs, Correct. wants, needs, you know? Like, yeah, I do want to have kids, but not until I'm 40 or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and whatever it is, it is. Like, accept it. I love that. And and from a mindset perspective still, before we do go back to the, the, the as we mentioned, women in business and not wanting to clarify, like, you know, classify as women in business and put us in categories because that's ultimately what you're doing, women in business, men in business, where you're already creating separation. Right, yeah. um, but on the mindset thing, what do you do still now to turn up as the woman you are? Because like you said earlier, yeah, it, with practice, a lot of their networking, the meetings, you definitely build the confidence that you can walk into any conversation, you can pick up the phone and call anyone. But what do you do to still turn up as the woman that you are? Um, I think it's really important to maintain and remain humble, no matter what happens in your career or how successful you are. Um, you know, I I see a lot of people on social media and they're like posting their Balenciaga handbags and they're at Louis Vuitton and they're at Nobu and I think they lose focus of mm. why they're actually doing what they do. Mm. My goal in life is to not be rich so I can buy a, you know, Louis Vuitton handbag and photograph myself at Nobu every weekend. My goal is freedom. And freedom to me is not how good I look to everyone else. It's how mm. I feel on the inside. Mm. So for me, every day showing up is getting me one step closer to my end goal, which is, yeah. you know, to live a life that I don't ever have to worry about anything. And I think I'm already halfway there. But again, okay. in saying that, as my business grows and progresses, my mindset shifts. So my biggest, I think what I love about coming to work every day is watching the team now grow and being a part of their growth and watching them earn a lot of mm. money and fostering them and seeing them succeed. So I think, you know, you've got to love what you do to show up Agreed. every day with the right mindset because if you do something and build it and you actually never had a passion for it, it might not be in the first year or five years, but eventually you'll just hate it and it'll, it'll die. Fizzle out. So Absolutely. I love it. Like I love, I love business. I love the games of it. I love the people. Like I genuinely love what I do. Love that. So be humble, love the, love it, be connected with passion. What would you say would be sort of an, another, give us three, you know, what would be the third, you know, what keeps Chanel sharp turning up daily? And here I'm sure again, kill the elephant in the room. I'm sure you have down days, down moments where you, like, it's all too hard. Yeah. What do you do in that moment? Like, what do you do when it's like, this is too hard. I don't want to do this today. I, I don't, like, I, I'm a big, this again, it's such a weird thing. I'm a really big crier. <laughs> so I literally sometimes like Sunday, I cried seven times. I just let it out. Like, I just, I'm not someone 
that holds in when they're mm. upset. Like I won't just hold it in and pretend like everything's fine. I'll address it. If I'm having a shitty day, I'm like, why 100%. am I having a shit day? It's because this client pissed me off. So I'm going to get on the phone to that client and I'm going to resolve it. Um, nice. In all seriousness, though, exercise, like health and fitness is so critically important to me. And I really notice this. So every morning I get up at 5 a.m. and I'm at gym by 5.30, six or seven days a week. Nice. And I noticed in COVID when I couldn't do that routine and I sort of let myself, not let myself go, but let that slide, how detrimental that was to mm. my, like well, the health of my mind. So essentially my performance. Yeah. yeah. I just became sluggish. And when I'm slug, when I feel shitty, I, I'm not as on, I was tired. I was irritable. Um, yeah. But that, like I, I, eventually I'm going to do something in that space because I'm so like I'm so genuinely passionate about the, the direct effect of health and fitness mm-hmm. and mental health and success mm-hmm. in your life. Like mm-hmm. you need to have a healthy body to have a healthy mind. Love that. You sort of gave us an extra one. So you said, let the emotions flow, cry it out. And uh, then I just exercise. Cry. I cry all the time, like not in the office, but I'll just go home and <laughs> I'll just, sometimes I'll just cry. Just let it flow. And then I'm like, cool. I feel fine now. I've let it out. Totally. Like, just let it out. Yeah, let's get back to work or let's do whatever it is that yeah, we need to uh, sure. need to do. I like that. But I like what you said there about like, don't bottle it up as best as possible. Um, I'm very similar too. I'm more like, we got a problem, let's solve it. Yeah. Had an argument, sweet, give Fix it five it. minutes, let, let the fire burn out a bit. Let's go and have a conversation, let's solve it, move on. Like sure. no grudges. I don't, I don't hold grudges ever. I think my dad taught me that the most. Um, doesn't Never holds a grudge. Doesn't hate anyone. No. Nothing. Just cool, had a disagreement. Either you don't talk anymore. I don't hate you. It's just we don't we don't, we don't see talk. eye to eye. Yeah. Or we solve it. Done. For sure. Um, and again, it's it's, it's a the really European in you because my my family there was no like slide under the rug. Like if there was an <laughs> argument, my uncle would be here, my mom would be here. They'd be screaming. This person would be screaming, and then five minutes later, we're all having coffee and laughing about something. That totally. You and know? they got, like, and, and they got the cousins great. overseas on the phone. Everyone knows about it within five minutes. Yes. And, um, <laughs> And then you're getting calls left, right, and center. Exactly. I like it. It's normal. I like it. I like it. With the whole, you know, again, being a, a, a strong, and you said it even earlier, like you weren't so much like a, not so much a bullying, but it was just assertive when you were younger mm. and, and driven and, and you, you were on a mission, like you knew where you were going. Being a woman like that in business, one, did you find it challenging at the start? Did you take any notice to it? Did it affect you? And two, now, what's the difference in your world? Mm. Absolutely. I think the first thing, right, is unfortunately, and I hope I hope this changes, um, people are incredibly intimidated, particularly women are very intimidated by other women. Mm. Um, I had an employer uh, many moons ago who told me, basically, you're just a pretty face and you're not going to get anywhere. Um, she said that when I had one of the biggest months for their business um, and then constantly sort of critiqued me on my appearance and constantly made comments about the way that I looked. And that's when I really, and, and at that time, if I rewind to the age that I was at now, I didn't know that's what she was doing. I genuinely was like, oh my God, I, I I'm not even joking. I went and bought from Pia clothes. I changed my personality. I was more subdued. I stayed quieter. I lost myself. There was a period of 12 mm. months where you wouldn't recognize me as who I am now because I, I was so crushed by it. Um, and now as 30-year-old Chanel, 
I look back at that and I'm like, this woman knew that I had potential Mm. and she was obviously in a position where she felt intimidated by it. And rather than going, let's work together and let's grow this business where I was at the time, she crushed me. Um, And I genuinely, like, I never, ever want anyone to feel that way. And again, like, if I look at my team now, I encourage them to be themselves. Like, I say, wear whatever you want to wear. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Dress however you want. I don't like within reach. Like, don't be wild. But like, (laughs) wear whatever you want. Talk however you want. Like, they vape in the office. Like, vape in the office. Like, do whatever you be you. Always be you in a world that really doesn't want you to. Um, So to draw it back on that, the women thing, this has been a common thing. It's men, I've had a lot of, like, in the past, they want to sexualize you as a female in business. They think that you're a young, pretty girl, so they can then make a move. Um, and women really want to tear you down. So the first year of Titanium, I was like, there were so many moments where I was just crushed because people really wanted to tear me down and then the, on the other end sort of take advantage of me being a young woman. Um, again, you just get resilient. Like I am strong. Like there is no way that either of those things could happen. And on the front, you I would have been really confident and assertive behind the scenes. I, I was crushed. Like mm, I was like, mm. why aren't people taking me seriously? You know, why are people trying to tear me down? I've never wished that upon anyone else. Totally. Um, but you learn, right. After years 100%. of doing it and proving that you're like proving yourself, which is really sad that you have to people then really take you seriously. And then you're mm. a force to be reckoned with. Like no word, no one could say anything to me that would hurt me at this point in my life because I'm so confident in my business, my team, who I am, that it would just it would just bounce off me. I'd be like, cool, that's that's fine. So yeah, to summarize, I really answer questions in a lot of detail, don't I? I like it. It's good, but <laughs> for the listeners, they're gonna get all the little nitty-gritty, they're gonna get the behind the scenes into 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 that. But that and and you know what the unfortunate thing is, unfortunately, Chanel, is that it's it's probably not only ever happened to you and it's probably happened oh, to definitely not. you know millions of other women out there and it's probably going to continue to happen unfortunately as well that's just the reality of it for a period of time hopefully not forever but and there is definitely a shift in it which is great in those moments where you did feel you know crushed and shattered and not understood and you know in those times what did you do because again there could be someone listening that's six months into a business and is feeling getting hearing receiving the same sort of messages and, and words that you did but mm. what did you do in those times when you felt crushed and deflated and fuck no one just gets me um i i like whilst i say that I, I i think it's important to let your emotions out at that point you know i didn't really have anyone that i could talk to that really understood what i was going through um i did internalize a lot of it because there's no real way to let that out like how do you let out True. like people are uh, basically wanting to tear someone down. Um, I spend a lot of time podca- like podcasts and it's as cliche as it is, like a lot of Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, because I was just like, Love I need it. to hear Same. something yeah. that's going to make me feel like I can get through this point. Um, and it's really weird, right? I, I believe in, I'm not a star sign person or anything like that, but I believe in um, energy and I believe in sort of manifesting. And it was Agreed. really funny. Yeah. I ended up meeting another girl, um, who's quite a big figure on, on LinkedIn. Um, and she was really similar to me in a lot of ways. We were both sort of really independent, strong women running businesses, um, a very similar sort of look and, and personality. And we sort of found each other. And 
when I met her, she was going through exactly what I was going through. We're the same age. We're both running recruitment businesses. Um, so we formed sort of like a little friendship group of other women that were, you know, really powerful in their fields that when we all sort of met together just for social drinks and stuff, we found that this is a common theme. And I think with human beings, as soon as you don't feel like you're alone in something, you're like, you feel a lot better because mm. when it's happening to you, you think you're the only person in the world mm. that's getting treated this way and you Definitely. doubt yourself. You know, I'm thinking like, am I being flirty? Am I, mm. am I stupid? Like, am, am I, I doing am I, something wrong? Yeah, yeah, I think that. But then when you meet other people who feel the same way as you and are going through that, and then you have this network, you're like, okay, like there's strength in numbers and not Absolutely. strength as though like, you know. Physical strength. Yeah. Physical strength. But just knowing you're supported mm. and you're not mm. alone is, 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 is huge. It's, it's like it's yeah priceless it's priceless. Yeah. it really is. it goes again it goes back to what you said earlier about the community the community the connections the networking it's again it's the numbers it's the you leave those events feeling like okay cool tomorrow morning i'm going to wake up and get this done or right now i'm going to get this done depending on what time of the day it is i love what you said there about the self-development side of it mm. you know going to the you know the gary v's the tony robbins and all the other endless you know podcasts like people listening right now listen to a podcast you know, and hearing the behind the scenes, hearing the stories, realizing, like you said as well, it's not just them, the individual, there's other people out there who have experienced it. Was there a piece of content that you heard, a book? Was there something that really shifted for you at that time? Can you remember? Can you put your finger on it? There is so much that I would take from podcasts. Um, I don't think that there's one, like I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, which helps mm. inform me of different views and opinions. And I listen to, you know, Gary Vee that pumps me up. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, like get it, get it, get it. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then there's Tony Robbins. It's like his philosophical side. And then I listen to sort of mm. mindset mentors. And, and when you're listening to a podcast, you're getting free information from someone 100%. who is an expert in their field and you're hearing them talk. So Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's one particular piece of content or one particular individual, but the collection of hearing these such intelligent, wildly intelligent people talking that you wouldn't have had access to 20 years ago. 100%, like yeah. I'm listening to podcasts where Elon, Elon Musk is talking about Tesla. Yeah, like I'm yeah. hearing you talk to someone in a relaxed yeah. way about, and that's coming from your mind. Like I just find mm. that so fascinating. So I think hearing from so many different people and that is super influential when I'm not really someone that overly enjoys spending huge amounts of time with other people like in my personal life I really like to be alone like really long love beach that. walks yeah. like I love being mm. alone I'm but the same having mm. that in my ears where I'm listening to something that I'm like holy fucking shit yeah. rather than sitting yeah. with say a bunch of people where you're talking about fucking COVID or something like COVID. I don't care I want to hear yeah. from intelligent people so yeah. I think that yeah. shifts my mind because you are who you totally. spend your time with if I'm spending 100%. my time with Elon Musk in one ear and Gary Vee in the other, then, you know, like, absolutely. It's, it, again, it does start to compound. It does start to add up one little piece here. You know, listen to Elon Musk on this interview today, tomorrow on this interview, and all of a sudden you've listened to 10 different interviews and you've picked out every little thing that you can take right now. Uh, and I love that. Like, you just, you're like a sponge. Taking right. it all in, getting it's it gotta from... got to be, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. And like you said, it's free. There is no real excuse to... If it's not on a podcast, which I you know, doubt there's not a podcast and whatever someone's listening wants to know about, Google it. I'm sure Google has the, the, the answers or a connection or a, a conversation that you can have or had. The best thing about podcasts is, well, and I've been listening recently a lot to Joe Dispenza, okay. which is a lot more you know, mindset stuff, understanding the quantum physics, understanding meditation. And a lot of his stuff is scientifically backed, like they've done studies and they've got cases and 
when you listen to some of the, the stuff that comes out of it, it's like some of the stuff you never even thought was possible that they're doing there. And I never would have been exposed to that. And, exactly. and that's free content exactly. that you can go on Spotify, Google, whatever, the, all the different, the different platforms, YouTube, and you have access to that. Um, that's one Crazy, thing I, right? And again, my, like my, this draws it back to, let's say you're a shy person, like you were saying, if someone's really shy and, and introverted and they don't want to go to networking events, if you fill your mind with all this information, totally. you go to somewhere like that. Yeah. You have no idea how much you shine. can talk to. You mm. shine. Like, mm. you know, you mm. can talk to people about anything when you yeah. have knowledge yeah. on multiple topics. Like, Correct. I think that's what's most important. Spread your knowledge. Like, learn about things that you wouldn't normally want to learn about. Like, you know okay. what I mean? Fill your <clears> mind with different opinions. Don't just stick to what you know because you'll be you, close-minded. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like if I go to any of those sort of events, like I want to go there to learn something. So if you've got the content, you've got the knowledge, like all of a sudden people are going to be gravitating to you because it's like, well, you've got something to pass on. Like yeah. I want to learn something. Yeah. And then I might be able to teach you something. And then all of a sudden you've passed on something that you read six months ago, watched the podcast, listened to a podcast earlier that day. You know, hey, I let's this podcast and they said this. Oh, amazing. I can take that away too. And be like, look, I'm going to implement it in my businesses and in my life, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I, I really, it, it's, 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 it sounds groundbreaking, but it's real basic. Like it's learn, self-development, like learn stuff, mm. get out there and use it. Like go to events, put into practice in your own life or, or pass it on to someone else or do something with it. For sure. You know, and then you just keep building and building. It's the I think problem is, right? The problem is yeah. it's not hard to do these things, right? There's nothing no. that I probably would have spoken about today that people wouldn't know. It's about having the discipline to do yeah, it. And that's where nice. people lack in life and business is that they don't have the discipline, like the self-discipline to, instead of it being really easy to you know, flick on Netflix and watch, you know, whatever's totally. on, like you then have to put in a podcast and listen to something or, mm, you know, instead mm. of exercising, people would want it, like whatever it may be, right? Totally. The success in, in, in business, um, it just comes down to discipline. You've got to, where do you get that from? Where do you get the discipline from? I've always been this way. I've always been a really self-disciplined person. Again, I, I mean, it has to be my mum, right? Like the woman's <laughs> hectic. Like even from a young age, <laughs> the I woman's have, hectic. She's I crazy. Like, like I'd have to be up at seven a.m. Like she'd be like if I wasn't mm. up, she'd be vacuuming in my room. So I had to get up, <laughs> and we weren't allowed to sit at oh, home. Oh like, God! We God. were not allowed to just watch TV on a Saturday. My mum would be like, "What are you doing? Go outside. Go do something. Yeah. Read a book." Like yeah. we were not yeah. allowed to play. Like yeah. we were talking about before we, we started this like I wasn't allowed to play on computer and and, and yeah. watch tv like yeah. that was a non-thing so I had to go out there and, and do things and think of things that I could constantly be doing totally. so you know it's you know, do you know why I'm laughing I'm laughing because it's funny but too because that was exactly what my life was like yeah. my mum would be banging on the door hey come dust the the the, the tv uh, cabinet come vacuum come do this hey come cook and then my dad hey come cut the grass and yeah. come outside it's, it's like, what do you mean? I'm like 12 years old. But your childhood shapes you more than you'll Absolutely. ever know. Seriously. Like one thing I learned when I was a teacher, so what, is, um, what we learned in teaching was sort of like, um, you know, ch uh, child's mind developments and stuff like mm, that. Mm. Um, and the one thing I learned is that you are shaped totally. more so than what you'll ever know by the way that you were raised. That'll yeah. it'll ultimately lead to the person that you become. You can go one way, right? You can turn out to be exact, the exact opposite of what you want to be. Or people like us most likely will end up, it will shape us to be the people that we totally. are, the career choices yeah. we make, the lifestyle decisions we have. It's all shaped from our upbringing. Yeah, 
Love that. Love that. And again, it totally does go back to the perspective of what part you see of it and what you see. It's like, you know, they said there's, you know, two boys, they see an, an alcoholic father. You know, one decides that Correct. I'm going to be an alcoholic. The other one says, well, hey, I don't want to be an alcoholic. I don't want to be like that. I'm going to go on and do something else. Exactly. It's perspective. It's how you see it. It's how you interpret it. And it's what you most importantly go and do, which does go back to discipline uh, about it. Uh, as we start to sort of wrap it up, this is being incredible. Uh, I'm sort of lost track of that. We're actually on a podcast. Like we're really just going really well. We're in a good flow. Um, if I and couldn't see myself in the Zoom, I, I would have forgotten as well. <laughs> Love that. But hey, that's why this is so good. Again, listening to this sort of content is because the people listening will feel like they're a part of this conversation, like they're a fly on the wall. They're sitting at the same table as us. Like we're just having a conversation, but we're getting really good content. I love it. I like that. What is one thing that you wish you knew? It sounded like as a 10-year-old, you sort of were very much out there, but what's one thing you wish you knew when you were in between 10 and 15? I wish I knew. I mean, 10 and 15... I mean, I, know, I, I know wish what's I, happened in that time, but yeah, yeah anyway, in that age, I'm trying in that to think age back to what I would have been like when I was at that age. Um, I think if you're when you're young, right, you just you have no idea what the real world is like, and it will try and gobble you up and spit you out, and there'll be so many people that try and sort of, you know, I don't know, tear you down to some capacity. So I wish mm. I just, I mean, I don't wish I knew that actually because it shapes you, right? I think I wish I knew that your path is going like everything works itself out right like Absolutely. you don't need to constantly stress I'm a big stressor like I think a mm. lot about like the mm. future and what's next and I'm constantly like 10 steps ahead which in return makes me not appreciate moments when they're happening totally. because I'm too yep. consumed by what's next and what if something happens and what am I going to do so just enjoy like between 10 and 15 Live your best life. Hang out with your girlfriends and, and your friends and, and, and enjoy. But also remember that, like, these moments in your life, who you surround yourself with, everything that you're doing is going to shape your future. So be totally. wary of that. But also, I mean, how how's this? Be wary of it, but don't overthink it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But <laughs> find I, that I middle mean, ground. Yeah, totally. find a middle ground. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. What would be your best life lesson so far? My best life lesson so far. Hmm. The most the people that you think are the most successful um, are not personally okay. What I mean by this is I know a lot of super successful people, like big big time successes. They're not happy people. So financially um, successful is what you mean, like they've financially got a lot of money, got the big right. business, they got the the look, so to the say, the look, and yeah. I maybe you know um, what you see is not the reality. There's a lot of mm. really strong looking people whose lives you admire that behind the scenes are, are very broken people. Yeah. Um, your, your perception of people is very rarely the reality of what they're actually mm. like behind the scenes and what you see when you crack that surface down, those people are just like you and I, right? Like there's yeah. no difference. And I think, you know, it's important to never, never compare, like don't compare your story or your success to someone else's because we're all on very, very different paths. Um, I think I've just given 100%. like 10 different things, as like standard, like 10 out. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Over but here, you know what? into the one, like don't, don't compare. Totally. Don't you, just, compare. You, you, didn't, you just didn't take a breath. So it was all like one word, yeah. like one big this sentence. Like, there's no full stop there. That's one this answer. Is story. This is like, I genuinely, like I'm not joking. Like I, I reckon, I mean, I shouldn't say I think I have ADD because people watch it, but I'm like, my mind just doesn't, like I just always, anyway. I feel you. Again, I'm I feel just mumbling I feel you. Yeah. I love that. No, 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 it's good. But again, you're 100% right. Like the, the perception of what you see out there, hear out there, what Instagram, like we said earlier, touched on a fair bit you know the negative side of it the positive side is of the connections and you get to show you know the good parts but the negative side is that yeah like it's not always sunshine and rainbows no uh, and it's about being able to see through that and understand hey they're going on their journey if that's what's important to them right now like thumbs up high five good on you happy days Mm. but there's a lot more behind of, you know, a, a couple lot. pictures that you see. A lot. There's a lot of broken, a lot of broken people who people admire um, totally. that are not who you think that they are. But I think it's not their mm. fault. It's also like I think people put people up on pedestals because they've made a lot of money. Making a lot of money Correct. doesn't make you successful. Like <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. a massive word. That's one part of it. That's one it's part of it. It's a huge part everything. of it. Money is freedom, right? That's all key because we yeah. want the freedom. But you've got to love what you do every day. Absolutely. Like, there's no point being a millionaire if you hate what you're doing. Like, it is, it's just agreed. So counterproductive. Agreed. Yeah. agreed, agreed. As we start to to again, a couple last questions for me. What's your internal dialogue like? Like, how do you talk to yourself? Because again, this is the journey that I've been probably like again since lockdown last year, spending a lot more time working on myself and understanding who I am and why I am the way I am and what do I want to keep and what do I need to alter and, and improve on and what are good traits, what aren't the best traits. So I'm very fascinated in this. What's your self-talk like in the good and in the bad times, like in the morning, at night, what's the commentary? What's that voice? What are you saying to yourself? It's so funny. So I've been going through a really like similar journey, I think over COVID. Um, I wish it was a positive, but I am so self-critical, like extremely mm. self-critical. I wouldn't say that I speak negatively in my mind to myself, but I'm always um, looking for areas of improvement, whether that be physical, mental, like everything. I'm just constantly, I've constantly got something to work on, which is sometimes to my own detriment because I'm never fully satisfied. So it's something yeah. that I'm working on to sort of look at what I'm grateful for, like in myself, rather than mm. constantly being like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you know, you need to exercise more, you need to do this. Like it just mm. calm the fuck down and just appreciate and show gratitude. So before bed, this is new for the last eight months I've been doing this. Before I go to sleep, I say 10 things that I'm grateful. It's so cliche, but 10 things that I'm grateful for. And when I get up in the morning, I give like, I, I, I this is probably getting the last five months, like affirmations. Nice. Like I am, today's going to be a great day. You know, we're going yeah. to do great things. And I think COVID has forced me to do that because it's so hard to, you lose momentum and it's so hard to find ways to, things to look forward to and what you're yeah. driven for when you're in this environment of life is on pause. Like we don't have anything to look forward to right now. So <laughs> yeah, but Tell me about it. internal dialogue, I mean, depends what day it is as well. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I like what you said there about like, going through the journey and doing the, the gratitude at night and the affirmations in the morning. And yeah, and, and one thing I love, it's about time that that's becoming a bit more mainstream and understood and accepted. That That is a great way to shift your mindset uh, in, in times of, you know, crisis or in your own world of crisis. You know, we've all got a different, you know, meaning for what crisis means. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, but in your own world of that. One thing, and again, this, this might be of value to you, but something that I've worked on, because I used to be very similar, I should be doing this, I should be doing it, I need to do this, I need to do that. Those two words, and like I said earlier, like, you know, uh, what should someone do? And then I said, well, I straight away corrected myself. I said, well, no one should have to do anything. I removed those two words, tried it as best as possible, remove those two words from my languaging because I don't need to do anything. No. Really. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to do anything in particular, mm. really. Mm. So as soon as I started to remove that, it's more of like I, I, I'd like to go to the gym. I, I want to go for a run. Not I need to go for a run. Exactly. Like I don't need. I really don't need to go for a run. I want to. I, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Like I love going for a run. And as soon as I see, started to see it that yeah. way, it's no longer like a chore, so to say. Agreed. Um, I know exactly what you're saying. Right. I know it's exactly what you're saying. It's just those two words because you, you, you place them in certain spots and it's like, I need to do this or I should be doing this. And it's like, well, according to who? Mm-hmm. Who says you should be doing this thing? Exactly. Exactly right. But again, I think that, um, you know, this is a social media has played a huge mm. part in this as well. Like the, the constant, like you might be having a relaxing day because you need it. And then you go on social media and Jessica's running around and then, you know, Samantha's just posting her new active wear and then yeah. Joanne's got her beach body ready and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, fuck, like I need to be doing that. Someone you know stayed up to midnight work and it's like, oh, yeah. my God. And then it's yeah. like, and, and this, like, I just, I'm so passionate on this topic. I think social media is is wonderful, but I just, it scares the shit out of me. Like, it is yeah. so toxic and I just mm. feel so, it makes me so sad to think growing up for young children having this as a tool in front of you all mm. the time, particularly in your stages of development when you're figuring out who you are. Like, Correct. imagine comparing yourself to the, the Kardashians and of the world. Like, like <laughs> I just, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. And it's having comparison. unlimited access to it. Unlimited access to oh. it, you know, and the way, they, the way they build these platforms is to drive it into your face. It, it makes um, me sick. Like, yeah. I, I, and I think, you know what? COVID has amplified this because even right now, right, I am like thankfully I'm the most unanxious person like I don't I don't suffer from anything right like I'm a thank thank god um and you know I was getting my vaccine and I've never felt such panic and anxiety in my life you know I think that that's amplified my fear because of Mm. everything that I've read on social media and you know I'm not one to argue with science like it's science right but you read all this stuff and all of a sudden it's playing on your mind and you know, I've been very open about it with my team and I'm like, I'm feeling really anxious. And this mm. is a very new thing for mm. me. Mm. Um, and I 100% wholeheartedly would, would would look at that as an effect of social media. And that is me as like a 30-year-old confident woman who believes in science, I'm affected. You know what I mean? And and I think I think about young people and how they might be feeling through their whole adolescence and totally. how dangerous and toxic that is. And you've built the resilience like you've built over the years and of your experiences and your and your own research and, and you know, communication between people. Someone at the age of 15, 16, 17, 18 who hasn't had that life experience yet is just being bombarded with all this information and they've got nothing to I couldn't imagine. filter it through. Yeah. I Not even just related to the through. vaccine. Yeah. It just anything in so general. Sad. It is very scary. That's for sure. Um, this has been, as I mentioned earlier, incredible. Thank you so much so far. Uh, for everything you've given, I think everyone at listening, uh, whether they're driving, running, walking, whatever they're doing, uh, is absolutely loving it. So thank you. Um, thank you, Jamie. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. One last question for or two last questions from me. Uh, what if I said to you, "Be great"? Like, what 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 does "be great" mean to you? Hmm. 
as a whole, to be great, I think, is to live a life that is authentic to you in the best possible way. And that, whether that be career, lifestyle choices, your partner, like be great is is by by living a life that's like I said, authentic and true mm-hmm. to you and what you believe in. And again, like I think oh, there's a lot, there's so many things, right? People pick their partner based on material possessions now. <laughs> they pick their partner based on how much money they earn. Mm-hmm. They choose a career based on, you know, um, image or status or money, or they pick their friends based on how good they look in a social media photo. Being great is about finding who you are and what you love and living every day at, at, like as true to yourself as you could possibly be. Yeah, to that fullest capacity. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Great response. Awesome. Hey, where do people find out more from you? I would strongly suggest that if you're on social media, use it for the positive and go and follow Chanel. Uh, and, <laughs> and a, 100%. Use it so for the positive. don't do what I hate social media. Nah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like you said, you, you use it for the right reasons. And I think that's yeah. a really important thing. And if someone young or someone getting into business wants to know what the right reasons mean and what it looks like, and there's a great role model right there um that you can go on i appreciate that and look for anyone that's watching if you're if you're watching this and you're in a position where you don't know what you want to do with your life um or you're in a position where you feel stuck please reach out like give me a call 100%. whether it's real estate or not like i'm more than help more than happy to guide you in the right direction or give any advice that i possibly can yeah. um i never not answer my phone so feel free to reach out <laughs> at any time what are your social tags best spots to get you uh so i've got uh, instagram chanel underscore Mackesy. Um, I've got LinkedIn, Facebook. I'll add the tags into this video so they can totally. just yeah, find yeah. it from there. I've and got I'll, I'll add it in the show notes as well for everyone. Yeah, cool. So if you hit the description, you'll be able to see it and click straight through. Uh, but I strongly suggest you do that. Uh, and again, not just saying that because you're here right now, but at the end of the day, like if all of a sudden, you know, people are only following for the right reasons, the right people, the bad shit, so to say, will just start to filter out of Correct. the world and out of their social media and their algorithm, so to say, you know, as that's exactly. sort of the buzzword exactly. at the moment. Um, everyone's working on the algorithm. But, hey, again, I really, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've got a, two pages full of notes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've enjoyed it as well. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on, no, Jamie. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, hey, everyone else out there as well who's listened in, uh, you enjoy the rest of your day and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great.